Hey y'all, welcome back to the Tribe Podcast. Today is gonna be so fun because I have two of my favorite people joining me. My cousin Ashley and her husband Joe are here kicking off the relationship series. And y'all, there is a reason that these two are kicking off the series. They have a marriage that I admire and more importantly, a marriage that glorifies God. I am just so excited for y'all to hear from them today. Ashley and Joe, welcome. Hello. Hi, Brittany. Okay, so I'm going to turn it over to them to share their story. Ashley and Joe, tell our listeners a little bit about your family. Okay, so I'm Ashley. Um, Joe and I have been married since 2010. We met two years prior. Um, I worked with his sister at Target while we were in high school and the beginning of college, and she introduced us. And we went out on our first date with her and her husband and then ended up getting engaged a year later and then married a year after that. So we have two girls. Um, Kennedy is 10 and Reagan is 7. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I would have messed up those dates. So I was just <laughs> letting you go with the dates and time. Yes, I would be doing that for Nick. I cannot even tell y'all how much I love these two and their kids. Some of our favorite memories as a couple have been while laughing and spending time with Ashley and Joe. Their story is so sweet, and it's one where God is moving in a big way. Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. I want y'all to hear how Ashley and Joe are pouring into their kids and raising up this next generation. Ashley, talk a little bit about how you do church and what decisions you're making today that will have a lasting impact on your kids and their future. Okay, so we attend church just a couple miles down the road from where we live. I've been going to that church with Joe since we were dating, since really the beginning of our relationship. And I think I've been going there 30... Oh, well, 35 or 34 years of my life. So since I was like three. So wow. A long time. Yes. So we've been going there and that's the only church that our kids have gone to. Uh, we, Joe leads a, we call it at our church, a Learn Act group, but it's like a Bible study group. We meet every Sunday morning before church. Um, we have a lesson together that Joe typically leads, and then we have the fellowship part of it. So LearnNect is the learn part and the connect part. So um, we've got, there's couples, there's single individuals, some have kids, some are older. So a good range of, I feel like, wisdom and just different perspectives that come together in our group. Um, I serve in the nursery and in some of the kids' ministries, and then our kids attend Quest. So Quest is what they go to on Sunday evenings. It's kind of the um, children's ministry, mm-hmm. um, kind of like Awana. I feel like a lot of people know what Awana is, but they go and they have their lesson. They meet with their specific age group. So Reagan's group is like first and second grade, Kennedy's is third through fifth, and then we have the youth group after that. So. They have a lesson, they have a game time, they memorize scripture every week, and it's just a a time for them to really dig a little bit deeper into mm-hmm. learning about the Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as what decisions are we making yeah. that make a lasting impact, I would say the way that we try to structure our, our lives and how we're teaching our kids, 
has to do with trying to, I, I think of the way that we lay things out for Kennedy and Reagan as they're in sports. When we get a sports schedule, we look at it and see, is it going to, I believe you were just talking to me about, mm-hmm. is that going to conflict with any quest yes. days or, mm-hmm. or Bible, uh, Bible study for, for summer? And what was, there was a date in August that you said, I don't think this is going to work out. And so it's pretty, we just make it pretty easy. We just tell them straight out of the gate, like you're not going to be going to your baseball game or your softball game or baton practice or anything like that. If it's going to not coincide with, with going to church. So we tell the coaches right from the beginning uh, these dates aren't going to work if there's Sunday practice unless if, if it's before church or somehow we can fit it in we'll go but otherwise they pretty much know straight from the gate that like the Christmas are not showing up if, if it interferes with uh, going to church we're not, we're not showing up so um, how will that make a lasting impact uh, hopefully the girls do the same thing as yeah. they're growing up and um, you know you sort of uh, softball questioned these up to us so we could look at them before we got to this to think about it a little bit. And one of the big things that we do discipleship-wise for the girls is um, Deuteronomy. I think it was, I was looking back through some of the verses of Deuteronomy 4, uh, 6, 4 through 7, and just talks about that every day we are trying to, um, when, we, when you rise up, when you lie down, when you're going about your day, that you're t- teaching your kids um, the statutes of God, his commands. Mm. And so that's what we're, we're trying to do. I think of just small car rides. Um, the girls will be in the back seat and something might pop on the radio or they ask a question. And that's what we're trying to do daily with them is just when, when, when they're before they go to bed, we're doing devotions or when they rise up, maybe we choose to do devotions then. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're daily walking out our faith and hopefully they're, watching that and then when they grow up they'll marry men that do the same thing mm-hmm. and this will hopefully that will make the lasting impact that is that we're hoping you know spreading the gospel things like that that kind of leads into question the um i think your next question but it, it was just that's how we're trying to do our life yeah that's right i was actually going to mention that example because ashley and i were talking about how kennedy's basketball schedule interfered with mm-hmm church or had the potential to interfere with church. And so Ashley said, you guys sat down and you talked to Kennedy and told her, you know, if that is the case, we're attending church and not the ball game. And it sounds like such a small example, right? Like to somebody that's just listening to this and hearing that, but knowing you guys and knowing your hearts, I would say it's an accurate portrayal of the direction of your moral compass. Like it shows where the priority is. And I truly believe that when you prioritize church, it becomes not only a healthy habit, but it's also a safe haven for the kids. It's something that they can count on in a world where everything else is swirling around them and constantly changing. It's hope and life and truth. And, you know, Nick and I feel the same way about church. For us, it's not optional. We serve and we attend every weekend. And when we're out of town, we tune in online. Just like the four of us did when we sat down this past Sunday. We watched Cypress Church, and that was the priority. We had to say no to other things, but we did it because this is important to us. And what did our kids do? They sat on the back patio, and they did their own Bible study, right? Reagan, seven years old. She's 
leading the study out here and these kids are praying and they're answering questions. And for us, we've, and I think I speak for all four of us, we've just made the choice that we aren't going to allow other things, even if they're good things or fun things to be put on our calendar on Sunday mornings. And when you cultivate that environment, then everyone in your tribe knows that. Like for us, we don't even get invitations to do things on Sunday mornings because the people that we're walking so closely with, they're at church too. It might not be the same church, but they're at church and they're getting their Jesus time. So, okay, you've heard me talk in a previous episode about how God has put a very specific mission on Joe's heart. In fact, Joe is the reason that we can confidently say that my sweet grandma Rose is in heaven right now. He is one of those people where God has given him this gift and he takes it seriously. So I just want you guys to hear from Joe have him talk a little bit about his passion for discipleship and sharing the gospel with others. Uh, okay, so I've had a little bit of time to think about this, and um, the right now I'd have to say some of the ideas that we talked about today so far I stole from Pastor Jim, who was um, kind of my uh, discipler at our church. It's um, something that Gospel Baptist and Gowing tries to make a, a priority. And so they had, uh, when was that, maybe five years ago that mm-hmm. Pastor Jim, I, can, I can't yeah, remember I so. exactly, but they just approached us and said, would you like to come to a discipleship training course at our house or something like that? And he led us through a book. And uh, I just, just through listening to him, that's where we get some of the ideas for, um, he laid his um, kids' schedules out the same way. He just told, I think his son's name is Jake, if I'm remembering right. Yep. He just told him, like, we're not going to be doing any of your baseball or any of your sports if it um, interferes with coming to church and those types of things. So some of that stuff we we got through discipleship. So I say stolen, but he was teaching me just by telling me stories or um, when we would converse about different things about life. Um, whether that was money or anything like that, those things all came from him sort of leading me or showing me how to do, um, how to be a dad or, or a husband and stuff like that through uh, Bible studies and things. Um, but as far as my passion for discipleship, I'll be honest, um, some of some of it was uh, ill-placed at first. I'm, I'm like in love with apologetics and defending the faith, uh, the Christian faith. But in some of those cases, I was also like so thirsty for knowledge, I was just trying to win debates. So I uh, would be talking to somebody about my faith, and maybe they had a, a different faith. And I was, I don't want to say disingenuous, but I, I was so much wanting to just be like, well, this, these are the answers, just believe those. Mm-hmm. And that was... Um, kind of inauthentic because in the end that's not really what you saw you see Jesus do uh, he was just walking uh, his day to day faith out with a, a small group of people 12 guys and then there was like uh, I believe it was three in his inner circle mm-hmm. and so that's just sort of been um, something that uh, Dalton and I um, my brother-in-law we kind of have a little bit of a closer relationship so right now I'd say he's one of the only people that I'm kind of in a discipleship relationship with where we've shared deeper things about our lives. And um, I just want to see him do similar things. And I think he has a a passion to follow the Lord too. So um, 
that that's sort of uh, where that comes from. And if I was thinking way back into my future, where does uh, kind of a thankfulness for discipleship go? Mm-hmm. I my parents um, had best friends. The when my mom was still alive, they spent a lot of time with the Eatons. Um, they have kids same age. Uh, let's see, I think their oldest is like. 41 and then their youngest is like my sister's age maybe mid-30s but we grew up with them and without them uh leading my parents to the lord through sort of a friendship discipleship relationship a lot of people would just would have called that evangelizing my parents but they (coughs) invited them to church and we kind of grew up together with them when i look back at it they were in a way discipling them and then that led to where we are now so that's sort of the uh passion that i have for it is just just one thing can change an entire family's future so when my mom passed away we're not not completely sad about it we're excited that she went home to heaven to be with the lord because that was the the whole point that's the whole plan Mm. right and so uh, i just think about the the Eatons and just that one seed then leads to me, then leads to our relationship, and then we're laying it out to raise our kids according to Deuteronomy, like we said. So I, I don't know. It's just kind of bleeding its way into the rest of our lives just from one, you know, gospel encounter and then friendship and then then into gospel conversations and things like that. So... It's changed lives years later, you know, yeah. 30, 40 years later. Just from, like, that one seed that was planted, yeah. right? Like, yeah, that's so powerful. And honestly, it's God. God has made it so clear that he gave Joe a voice, and that voice is to be used to spread the good news, but it could stop there. And when we're talking about, like, planting deep roots and watering and, you know, tribe and doing life together and all of that kind of stuff— Joe had a choice in this, right? That's why God gave us free will. But instead of just being a hearer of the word, he's decided to be a doer of the word. And there's a lot of power in that. And one of the ways that I've seen God work in Ashley and Joe's marriage is the way that they confidently walk through the mountaintops and the valleys together. I want y'all to tell our listeners what it has looked like to weather the storms of life and how your faith has played a role in the valleys. Do you have anything you want to say, Ash? I don't want to uh, dominate the conversation. <laughs> you have something you wanted to add there. I know we talked a little bit about this related to my mom passing away. I, we Honestly, we've been very blessed not to have huge storms mm-hmm. um, in, our, in our lives other than losing um, family members. Mm-hmm. And I alluded to the, the Eatons part of the conversation and how they've played a role in our lives. Um, but when my mom passed away, that was probably the largest storm that I faced because she was just somebody who unapologetically thought I was like faultless, even though that's mm-hmm. not true. <laughs> and so I lost the big, um, uh, a big piece of my life and a, a, a really big backer of, you know, she would just always be encouraging me. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Um, I, I honestly, looking back, it's a good, it's a good thing. Like she's not here, but we know where she is mm-hmm. and it gives, it's just that peace, of, peace of mind that we have through, uh, holding on to our faith. And it gives us a, it's kind of like, um, 
the spoonful of sugar um, that makes the medicine go down, right? Life is going to give you mm. bad things, and the gospel is something that gives us hope. We're mm. able to hold on to it and just fight through the everyday battles. This is a short window of time in eternity, and honestly, I'm not I'm not hurt by losing my mom anymore. I'm, I'm like excited that she's where she is, not struggling with her health anymore. So other people can't say that. And I, Ashley's been right there beside me when I was really low in those cases. And she just keeps, she kept being herself and just supporting me. So, um, I, I, I think honestly, there's not a lot of like hurt, um, through our storms. So we just kind of stick it out. And I think our faith is just kind of that thing that keeps us even, uh, I never feel too low and I never feel extremely high about it. It's just you can stay smooth because you have something to anchor yourself to. Mm, that's good. Well, and I feel like when you don't have any storms or any low points that you're walking through, it doesn't give you the chance to rely on God and mm. build your faith even stronger than it would be when everything's going well you're becoming self-reliant instead of needing to rely on yeah. who Christ is so I felt like it was a really hard time I mean I was six months pregnant we had a three-year-old it was a hard time that we went through but we prayed we yeah. stayed faithful I'm any storm that you go through is going to be challenging and there are times when you're questioning things and you're angry and you're upset about things but you have to keep pushing through it and trust that God is helping you through the time. So, I mean, during the time that his mom was sick, we miscarried twice. That was upsetting. I was wondering why were the things happening. And now when you look back and you can see the whole big picture, I got pregnant and ended up having Reagan several months, several months, four months after his mom had passed away. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was him just saying, okay, here's the light that you need mm -hmm. to pull you out of the hard part. Yeah. Right. So you can focus on something else. So there's always a plan and we don't always get to see the plan. And I think that makes it hard for people when they are in the storm, but we have to trust that God has a plan, right? Mm -hmm. He knows. So, yeah, I've actually forgot all those, uh, other pieces were in play at the same time. Maybe yeah. I was, uh, blissfully ignorant there yeah. <laughs> I forgot there was a lot of extra things as, as far as the um, miscarriages and stuff at the same mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. but yeah we just kind of stayed the course mm -hmm. and yeah that, that's crazy I forgot there was so much yeah yeah and it feels a lot right like when it's all happening at once mm -hmm. but really at the end of the day you know, for Ashley and Joe and the way that they live their lives and the way that they're raising their kids, like what we're really talking about is living a life of obedience. It is a willingness to surrender and it's a desire to be used by God. It's choosing to wake up every morning and put things in their rightful order. We've talked about it before. We've talked about it on this vacation. Scripture is so clear that there's an order. First, it's God. So it's connecting with him and spending time in the word. And then if you're married, it's your spouse. And it's putting them first and loving them the way that God calls us to love others. It's the choice to put their needs before our own. And then if you have kids, they come next, right? Like we're talking about the order. Third thing is the kids. And it's leading them into a relationship with Jesus. It's like Ashley and Joe just shared. It's making church and discipleship a priority. 
it's also surrounding yourself with like-minded friends and having people within the church and within your tribe that your kids can go to and they can rely on when life gets tough. There is a season not too far down the road where all of our kids are going to be entering adolescence, you know, where we're going to be having all kinds of things going on and bodies are going to be changing and hormones are going to be raging. And the cool thing about our family is that we have, we're raising kids that are pretty much the same age. So we're walking through every season and every storm together. And I say storm because I remember me and Ashley when we were teenagers (laughs) (laughs) and it wasn't always pretty, but we had people like she knew she could go to my mom, her aunt, and I knew I could go to her mom, which was my aunt. And it's just having those people and knowing you can rely on them. And then it's also having a foundation that's built on solid rock. You know, it's what Joe's talking about. When the storms of life come, the roots are planted so deep in the word of God that you can't be moved or shaken. It's just that kind of even keel, right? Like the things of this world are not going to shake me because I am so rooted in the word of God. So my prayer for everyone listening today is that you would be encouraged to step out in your faith. Maybe there's a friend or a family member that doesn't know Jesus yet. You could be the one to bridge that gap. If you have children, maybe you need to sit down and read the Bible together. Tell them the story of how Jesus died for them and the power in us living in the light of that truth. Our God is so much bigger than we can even comprehend. His majesty and his holiness are incomparable. And when things are in their rightful order, we are positioning ourselves and our families and our kids to experience this. Ashley and Joe, do you have anything else you want to add before we sign off today? I think just remembering that if you are a parent, the most important thing that you can do is disciple your kids. I know you said you feel like right now the only person you're discipling is Dalton. Right. But every day we're discipling our kids. We're setting an example because they are getting bombarded by the views of the world, Mm. which a lot of times is very conflicting to the biblical view. And so if we're not setting the example and we're not living our life in a way that is showing them how they need to be, they're Mm -hmm. not going to have that foundation, like you said, those roots as they continue to grow and then have to make decisions for themselves. So we need to start now and make sure we're praying over them every day. Mm -hmm. Like you said in the beginning, train up a child in the way they should go, right? So when they're old, they will not depart from it. So I think that's just really important. Mm -hmm. I agree. Good addition. I have nothing else (laughs) that was very good that is good i have a little post-it note that sits on my desk at home and it says word over world Mm -hmm. and it's just three short words but it's just so applicable because like ashley said you know the world and what the world says and what the world is teaching is drastically different than what we're teaching and what life looks like in our home Mm -hmm. so ashley and joe thank you so much for being here and for sharing a part of your story with our listeners God is at work in your marriage and in your sweet family. And I am so proud of the way that y'all continue to pursue the Lord and love and lead your kids in light of the gospel. You are so special to us and we love you. Thanks for spending a little time here today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We love you too. Yeah, that was fun. Thanks so much. (laughs) All right, let's make heaven crowded. I'm praying for y'all and I'll see you next week.